Hey, this is Sam for Dobbs. If you need tires, hop on our website, go to Dobbs.com. We'll save you time searching brands, sizes, and prices, and save you money because we sell tires at the lowest price in town, guaranteed. For deals you can use, click on go to Dobbs.com now. Michelle and Randy with you. And last week, I told Joe Vitale that I was going to have the Joya's King Cod for lunch that included Red Hot Ripplets and mac and cheese on their cod sandwich. Joey's with us now on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. You wanted a report, Joey. Let me put it this way. I have given up red meat for Lent, and I can't wait to go back to Joya's and have one of their red meat sandwiches. Oh, okay. All right. Well, was it uh, was it still a good experience? Are you glad you did it at least once? I'm glad I did it at least once. I would recommend it for everybody because it's a, an exceptionally popular sandwich. It just wasn't my speed. Well, you know what? That's the problem with Joya's because they got that hot salami sandwich. And, and that's like, mm. you know, Randy, it's like the time I went on my honeymoon. And my wife and I, we went to Bora Bora. I decided to splurge a little bit. I wasn't making a ton of money. But I thought, you know what? You only get married three or four times. Let's just go all out on the first one. So, so I decided uh, to book a trip to Bora Bora. And then I was like, yeah, geez, we're already out in the middle of the Pacific. Might as well like swing through Hawaii and you know, jump, jump in Hawaii a little bit. I went to Bora Bora with my wife. And then we went to Hawaii. Bad move. Bad, bad, bad move. Because you knew how good Bora Bora was. We were on these bungalows outside in the ocean. I mean, sharks are beneath us. It was just absolute paradise, white sand, everything you could ever imagine, turquoise waters. And then we went to, in Hawaii, which Hawaii is great. Don't get me wrong. Hawaii is great, but we should have done the other way around. So my point is, if you got the Bora Bora Joya's hot salami sandwich, anything less than that is just not going to be good enough. Joey, James Laurinaitis went on his honeymoon to Bora Bora, and he was showing me pictures when he when he went there. And if people haven't done the Google image search, if they haven't been to Bora Bora, what an unbelievably beautiful place. It it is heaven. It really is. And it's expensive, but I do think it's a a once-in-a-lifetime trip. I do not recommend bringing children. I think you should just go (laughs) with your girlfriend, spouse, or whoever. Mm -hmm. Uh, It is very romantic. There's not a ton to do, but but is it expensive? And it's so expensive that I remember I was playing in the minors. And again, like I said, it wasn't making a ton of money, but we decided to splurge. And when we got there... The menu, because keep in mind, like all the meats, everything pretty much gets flown in because they're, they're just an island. I mean, they got fish and that's about it. They don't have any uh, planes where they can grow stuff. It's just, it's just everything shipped in. So it's expensive. So my wife and I, we were at the Four Seasons there and we, we kind of ended up uh, getting smarter. We, we scheduled it out where in the morning, instead of waking up and getting coffee and eating breakfast around eight because breakfast was included, we're like, you know what? Let's gut it out. Let's kind of let's kind of fast a little bit and let's eat. Oh, let's find out when the the brunch closes, which was eleven. So we got there like at ten thirty, and we just like stuffed our faces, and then we had like one of these bags where you like stuffed a bunch of muffins and cereals in to go. So that was our late lunch, and of course the whole trip we ended up we ended up eating off the kids menu. I'll never forget. It was my first experience with cheeseburgers every night from the kids menu. My wife she jazzed it up. She mixed ketchup and mayo with the French fries, kind of made her own little special sauce. It was. Um, Looking back, looking back, we, we were in over our head. And, you know, fortunately, I, I've only been married this once, so I'm really glad now that, you know, I, I chose to do Bora Bora. But I tell you what, guys, if that's heaven, guess what? I know what the gates of hell look like. Okay, I'm down here at the Dome Convention Center right now, and there is a volleyball conference oh. happening. Have you ever yes. stepped into the Dome during one of these? I have. I, I did some hosting work there, Joey, and it's chaotic. There's so it, much going on there. 
It is the gates of hell. I mean, literally, you walk into the dome and balls are flying everywhere. Whistles are blaring. Kids are screaming. Girls are crying. Parents are freaking out. Refs are about to ready to quit. I mean, it is complete chaos, and it's 8 o'clock in the morning. I mean, this I am not used to this. And the only thing, the only thing, guys, that I'm holding on to that's a positive right now because my, my daughter seems to get absolutely obliterated, the only thing positive in my life is I'm literally standing in the corner where Ricky Prohl caught that unbelievable oh, catch. Awesome. I know you guys know what I'm talking oh, about. Yeah. 99 to send him to the Super Bowl. He was right. I mean, literally right there. I was at that game, two sections to the left, and I'm sure you guys have plenty of memories of that game. Unreal. That's awesome, Joey. Well, I guess the Blues performance last night is like kind of the salami sandwich of the season, right? I don't know if you could get any better. It's a They had a, a fast start, execution, crisp passing, cohesion, high energy. You had some sandpaper, some fighting, strong goaltending. It's kind of the, the hot salami sandwich or the Bora Bora of the season, no? Great response from them. You know what? It was the hot salami, If it, but if Joey has forgot the mustard. Let's just leave it at that because there was one little hiccup. And if you talk to Mike Van Ryan and his coaching staff, it'd be the penalty kill. And that, to me, mm-hmm. is that the mustard they forgot to throw on the hot salami sandwich because that, that still can, can be a little bit of a trip up here where you look at that game last night. Uh, great game. You mentioned it pretty much hit every category across the board. Fight, save, goals, a power play, fans, at the energy. Everything, everything was right there except, I think, the penalty kill. And it's so funny talking to Mike Van Ryan after the game. You know, we, we kind of prompted him with the same thing, Michelle. But I tell you, what, these, these hockey guys, you, you know us, we're – we're, we're perfectionists and we're, we're, we're miserable and we're always looking for, 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 for something to improve on. And we asked him about that. And he goes, yeah, you know, I didn't love our penalty kill. You know, it's like, you know, we just can't enjoy anything. We can't enjoy our life. And I, and I don't know why that is. I think it's such a, it's a sport with, it's so, it's so intense and it's so um, ever changing. There's no, no, no plays the same and you got to make decisions quickly and it's a game of mistakes. I mean, volleyball, I'm watching mistakes happen, but they're more controlled. I mean, hockey, it's such a fast-paced game. And like I said, there's no, no play ever alike. So it's, it's a constant game of mistakes. And that's where I think that these hockey players get that personality where there's always something, there's always something they want to work on. You know, I've always said that if NASA, if NASA ever ran out of astronauts and they needed to fly someone to the moon or, or to outer space to fix this world, they send a hockey player because you got to be able to think on your toes and you got to be able to think very quickly. And now we're programmed to think so fast. But with that comes, yes, there's a lot of great things, but there's, of course, always things you want to work on. And that's, of course, the, the head coach mindset of Mike, Mike Van Ryan. He will be a head coach one day. But, yeah, to your point, Michelle, a great response. It started with the veterans. It started with Perron and O'Reilly kind of mixing it up in front of the net. And they just really continue to build, build upon their game. Billy Huso, to me, maybe the save of the year. At a zero-zero game in that first period, the Blues were out shooting Rangers ten to one. The Rangers come down on a two-on-one hunt on the back door, wide open net, an easy tap-in, and Billy just sticks out his right leg and barely gets a toe on it. You know if that goal goes in. Does does the deflation happen? Does the bench kind of sink low? Do the fans get a little worried? You, you wonder how that game would progress if Hunt scores that goal. But like you said, had everything last night. It was an enjoyable experience. And Joe, that not only did the Blues not sink because that puck went in, but it seemed kind of like it puffed him up a little bit. That save kind of got things going even better for the Blues, and then they get the three goals in uh, about three minutes, and they, they lead by a score of 3 nothing. but it seemed like that save kind of energized people. Yeah, it did. I, th- I think it got the energy in the crowd, and I think from a player's perspective, you've been in those games before 
where maybe you're not playing great, but your goaltender makes a save and you're thinking, oh man, this could be this could be our night. This could be the momentum shift we needed. Or on the flip side, maybe you're playing great and the other team comes down and they have a wide open net like Hunt did and the Rangers don't capitalize because of a big save. And you're on the bench thinking, whoa, maybe we got something here. You know, I think for fans out there to to give you an idea of what I'm talking about, just look no further than game seven back in 2019 when the Bruins were just all over the blues, uh, Pepper and Jordan Bennington with shots. This, this, this was a situation where pucks were hitting his, his armpit, barely clipping his pad, kind of whizzing past his ear, hitting posts, whatever it was, but the Bruins weren't capitalizing. And I think that, that, that feeling, believe it or not for a player, it, it isn't, it isn't like, oh, geez, like we, we're going to get our bus kicked tonight. It's actually the opposite. They're thinking, man, this team's coming really hard, and they're still not scoring. So this, this could be our night. So that instills a lot of belief. And, and I think your point is, is valid, Randy. I think last night with how well they were playing, and then you allow a two-on-one is the only chance really in the first five, six minutes of that game for New York. And the fact that Billy Huso came up big, not only a turning point, I think, in that game, but like I told Curbs after the postgame, you know, if the Blues end up going on a little bit of a run here, that, that might be the save you look back in like two or three weeks from now and saying, gee, that play and that play alone got them not only out of their slump, but got them going off in a great direction because that was a great start last night. They got some big boy hockey coming up soon, starting with tomorrow morning in Nashville. So it could be a good thing coming for the Blues. A big night last night, Joey, for Robert Thomas. He had two goals. He said he wasn't shooting the puck a lot, so he closed his eyes and he took a couple shots and it turned out well. <laughs> but when you look at Robert Thomas as a player, what kind of maturation have you seen in his game? You know, Michelle used a really big word there, and I'm just going to be honest with you. I have no idea what it means. Was it maturation? Yeah, maturation, like growth. What kind of growth have you seen in his game? Uh, he's more mature now. Yeah, he's more. His his game has grown up. Just just, just say growth, Michelle. Listen, I went to CBC. <laughs> I was a I was a 2.5 student. Uh, I got an 18 on my ACT. It wasn't it wasn't pretty. You got you got to talk CBC language. With you know, me. but Joey, you're the smartest guy I know. You know stuff about everything. I have to get out the big words for you. I'm the smartest idiot you'll ever meet. I, I know more facts about stupid stuff than anyone you meet, but then the, the important stuff like vocabulary and mathematics, that's where I struggle. Uh, Robert Thomas's growth, geez, I mean, where, where do you begin? I mean, I talked to Keith Kachuk about this before the Ottawa game as we, he was one of our guests on the pregame show. We were talking about Brady and other things, and I raised the question, you know, hey, you know, well, you were around Robert before this year. You were around him this first couple of years, actually, in the league, and he wasn't the player he is now. And, of course, you probably have the eye for the game. You saw that this is what he actually could become. But two or three years ago, take me back to that place. Like, when he come home from games, if he was scratched, or he wasn't playing good, or his turnovers, or he felt the world was crushing him down, the weight of the world was on his shoulders. What were those conversations like? You know, it was really great insight by Keith Chuck, where he said that, you know, uh, as his father figure, you know, when he would come home from those games, I knew how good he could be. I knew this was the player one day. So my only job in that situation when he would come home and kind of be down the dumps is to just be his support system, just to be his biggest cheerleader. Because, you know, you have so much stress and you have so much anxiety already as it is. You're already hearing it from the coaches. You're already hearing it from maybe the media. Or maybe you're starting to feel the pressure as you're looking left and right and all the other draft picks that you're having more success than you. It's a lot of stress, a lot of, a lot of hardships for an 18-year-old kid to go through. So, you know, Keith, Keith's approach was I'm just going to be his biggest cheerleader. I'm going to keep encouraging him because I have the faith and the trust that I know what this kid's going to be one day, and that we all saw how he's developed. You know, Robert, from a physical standpoint, I think he finally got a little bit of rest in his life. You know, he's won pretty much everything before he was the age of 19. You know, Memorial Cup, he won World Junior. All right, he won the Stanley Cup. I mean, again, he would, before he turned 20, he pretty much had every coveted trophy except the Olympics. Uh, with that being said, 
you're playing hockey into late summers. Every time you do that, every time you go to the Memorial Cup or a World Junior or a Stanley Cup, you're playing valuable hockey into June. You have a quick month in July to kind of flip it around, and all of a sudden you're back in August and you're grinding away. It's not a lot of time for a young kid who's still maturing, just kind of post-puberty, still kind of going through lots of changes still, for him to get that valuable rest that he just never quite got. So you look at the injuries last year, you look at finally with COVID, he finally got some rest, and not only rest, but he's stronger. He's solid. I mean, he looks, he looks like a concrete column you see going downtown uh, between buildings. I mean, he is just that built, and I think that's what people don't really quite understand about how good he is with the puck and holding on to the puck. He is, he's a very well-built kid where you can't knock him off the puck too easily. With that came speed. He started working out more. He started having the time to dedicate to his body. And then it just completely exploded. And I think that also there are these, there are these waves that, that happen to human beings where, where we're, we're physically, they say you kind of mature around 20 to 25. That's where we physically are, are at our peak. They call it the prime. And then mentally is, is also another aspect of that where I'm watching these kids play volleyball today, or you may watch youth hockey or youth soccer, and you're on the parents on the sideline, and the coach is like, why in the hell did that kid do that? I just explained it to him. Why does he keep making the same thing? It's because kids don't have the mental capacity to critically think yet. And, that, and that's a maturity thing, just like you know, growing your biceps or hair in your chest for, for, for a physical standpoint. It's the same way with your mind. You have, you have to mentally get to a space, and it takes growth and takes time. And they found, you know, psychologists and way people smarter than me in the sports world, that the, the mental and the physical waves find themselves at the peak and they cross right around that 20 to 22-year-old uh, threshold. And that's why you see players who are at their best around that age because not only physically they're mature, but that's where it all kind of gets put together where their head is connected to their body and they can critically think and they can mentally kind of keep up with what's going on around them. And I just think that now that's what's happening with him. He's kind of approached that age where I think mentally it's clicking, physically it's clicking, and it's on all cylinders. And he has just completely went out there and grabbed this thing. And like you said, Michelle, I love the fact that he's shooting the puck more because he's got a great shot. Finally, Joey, on this 314 weekend, people celebrating St. Louis, a text from the 314, a Joe Vitale fish fry recommendation. Joe Vitale fish fry rec- If you don't mind, if you don't mind waiting two hours, go to Kirkwood, go to St. Peter. It's my kid's Catholic school. I think the wait was like an hour and a half from what I heard a couple weeks ago. You know, it's, it's a bit greasy. It's a bit, um, you know, let's say uh, Ponderosa-like, Long John Silver's-like. But I tell you what, fish fries, that's the way it's supposed to be. You don't yeah. want, like, a clean – you don't want a clean fry. You want something, like, nice and greasy and, like, just, like, you just feel like crap, you know, leaving leaving the church or whatever it is. So um, no health. Just go out there. St. Peter, they do a great job. They put on a great event. But I tell you what, all these parishes, you know, these great schools around the, the St. Louis County and city area, they do such a good job. You give them your support, all the parents volunteering their time. And, and like I said, the food, the food isn't going to knock your, knock your socks off like Louie or Olive and Oak. But I tell you one thing, it's going to be for a great cause, and it's, it's all part of the experience. Joe Vitale, you always bring it. Have a great weekend. Thanks so much for the time. Enjoy the volleyball today, and we will talk to you soon. Thanks, Randy. Thanks, Michelle. You guys have a great weekend. You're the best. That is Joe Vitale on 101 ESPN. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. 
and Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Hey, hon, what you doing with your fun? Do flowers have best friends? I don't know. Hey, look. Whoa. Some answers can only be found in nature. Discover the unsearchable. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a trail near you. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council.